Hello everybody and welcome to this next episode now of Into the Prey, Breaching the Chaos of the Church with Nick and Mary Franks and Dave Brennan. This is our Wednesday session and we are talking today about the new BBC dramatised uh, series called Three Families that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. In fact, we mentioned last week. Does anybody want to... We're doing this completely improv. Um, so, well, Dave, Dave's been a... Dave's been a good chap and has got his notes, but we haven't. We've we've made mental notes. <laughs> um, but does anybody want to jump in and give a quick? Does anybody fancy giving a quick overview of what Three Families is? I'll do that. Oh, Mary's in straight in, in. straight in. <laughs> so um, I think it's just a two-part series, if I'm right. So two-part series based on um, well, this is where it was like my confusion comes in. Three families in Northern Ireland under the before the law changes changed around the abortion act in 2019 it was much stricter than it was in the rest of the uk so these are real life stories from families in northern ireland and obviously the details have been changed around names and and so on but um based on based on yeah. actual events basically um mm-hmm. you need to explain more than that though oh do i okay um so about the detail of the families. Right? No, the three families. What What is three families? It, it, to be well, tw- actually, it's, it is a bit confusing because so far I well, can only two see two families. Yeah. There are only two so far, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, which right. I'm assuming means that there's going to be a third family coming yeah. into the episode tonight. This is where the English literature student and me was thinking about this in the car earlier. I probably should have been thinking about other aspects of it, but I was thinking maybe there, maybe this third family is is us. <laughs> or something else you know is, is there a th- is there an elusive you know, kind of like abstract third family that we're supposed to suddenly oh gosh that's what it means but no there probably will be a third yeah family. so we're assuming that the third family will be in the episode that will continue tonight oh. and um yeah. yeah um do you want to explain about the uh, about the two families that we've met so it's, so it started last night and it's yeah. finishing tonight and we're going to do these two podcasts so you're here the second one tomorrow. Well, you're here, you're here. What day is it? Tuesday. So you're here, both of them, consecutively on Wednesday. I don't know. Just just look at the After. podcast channel. So basically, best to do if you haven't watched it, watch them mm-hmm. first and then listen yeah. to these two episodes. And it would be interesting to see what other people thought um, before maybe they listened and then listened to our podcasts. But yeah, the they're first... both on iPlayer, aren't they? I think I think yes, even yeah. the second one's already on iPlayer. Um, oh, is it? I think yeah, it oh, seems okay. to be. So, but yeah, folks can watch if if we get this out mm. Tuesday, people can get it Tuesday evening live, or you can mm. get it on iPlayer anytime. Okay, so, um, so the first two families, and it, I think they're obviously picking out um different stories to follow. So three, you know, sort of big issues that probably come up within this topic. So the first one is an underage teenager who falls pregnant. The second one is, um, sorry, and within that storyline, the mother's involved and the use of finding pills online for a a DIY abortion, essentially. The second one is the story of a couple who fall pregnant and then she has um, a baby that's got a fetal, uh, a fatal disease so it won't it won't live beyond however long and then of course the third one we don't actually know yet so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so as i say we've not we've not uh discussed this in advance of recording today so this is literally the first time that the three of us have talked about it um dave did you want to kick off because i know that you've come with some notes <laughs> yeah sure i think 
I think the first thing it'd be worth just pointing out is you know why are we talking about this um I think when when Anandi first saw this thing coming up she said oh but that's you know what's is that worth spending time on actually I think it's really important because what happened last night and it happens again tonight is um a sermon on abortion just went out to the entire nation mm. and another sermon's going out tonight and including for Christians it's possibly the only sermon they're going to get Mm, yeah. yeah on abortion and it's and it's an incredibly well put together sermon it's oh, yeah. very well produced it's very emotive it's very compelling and i can't remember who said it but the you know the, the most dangerous form of propaganda is the form of propaganda that doesn't look, look like propaganda okay so this is these are by all mm. accounts real stories yeah um let's say for sake of argument there's no factual inaccuracy at all which may be the case i, I, I don't have the, the tools to find out because they've been anonymized but let's say for sake of argument, these are real stories. That presents a very compelling um, perspective on reality. Um, and I, I don't think even the average so-called pro-life Christian necessarily has the tools to withstand the strong messaging that's coming across here. So I think it's really important we pick this apart, mm-hmm. see what's going on here. Where is it coming from? What's the impact it's designed to have? And how can we actually come against that with with biblical wisdom and mm. with um yeah an understanding of the times we're living in yeah i think perhaps we'll do that more it's structurally next week or in the second part of this uh, response mm. because partly as we said last week we wanted to watch all of it before we kind of mm. offer main commentary mm. so i think we're kind of it's, it's a little bit difficult to do that fully at this stage um but now i love the way i love the way you've expressed that dave and thank you for saying that the it is a sermon, it's, it, and it certainly is powerful and compelling. And we mentioned, last, I, I'd said about this visceral, emotional um, manipulation and control. And of course, we've seen that already mm-hmm. expressed actually on both sides of the yeah. the context of Northern Ireland, pro-life, pro-choice. And in some ways, not both of them are not particularly holy, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we were, one of the things we were saying last night, when you see the depiction of the pro-life crew outside the abortion clinic, there is no sense of worship particularly about that. And mm-hmm. you're quite right when you said last night, well, there may well have been. Of course, in Northern mm-hmm. Ireland, there will be God-fearing people who are, who are motivated mm-hmm. by worship. Um, but there will be a lot of people that won't be. And I'll just, maybe I'll t- for today, I'll tear it off by mentioning now what I said to you last night, which is that I think the only time I've been to Northern Ireland ironically, was when I was doing some work for a charity, um, a child sponsorship charity, doesn't matter who they are. And I'd I'd been there, I'd been over at a church with some other chap on a Sunday morning. I couldn't believe it. The church was absolutely packed. Not because we were there, certainly not because we were there. Um, I, just as a run of the mill, the culture in Northern Ireland is very, mm. very different to England or Scotland in that sense, <laughs> which, of course, is one of the reasons why the, this abortion law had differed in terms of, you know, the moral slide. But the point the point I always remember from that occasion in Northern Ireland is that a packed church, there must have been a couple of hundred people there easily, and nobody sponsored a child. <laughs> nobody, mm. no, 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 there was no response. So there was this, at the end of the meeting, I just remembered this thing that everybody was just like filing out, you know, trundling out, looking very smart, respectable. They've been to church, they've done church, and yet that doesn't, you know. So I, uh, this is the thing, isn't it? And I guess it's a little bit like that in some of the northern parts of 
Scotland too, and not saying it's not in England, of course it is, but just that where, where going to church is the cultural norm, and mm-hmm. that I think that came across, didn't it, in in the mm-hmm. first part of this drama last night, the cultural side of things that makes it difficult to, um, to you know, where is faith in all of this as opposed to just moral outrage. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, th- you know, I think it's it's important to note the sort of um thoughts that that a program like this is is aiming to plant so so the idea that the religious so-called are the unloving uncaring sort of you know legalistic bunch um and then you've got the sort of compassionate you know those who who've got the depth to see past religion and they've got real compassion and real love and they understand the the trials of real life and I'm quite sure there is, you know, as everywhere, um, cold legalistic religion in Northern Ireland, as we see in other places. And I, I can't comment authoritatively on the the outside of the clinic presence. I've, I've not been to Northern Ireland, been involved. I can say categorically displays here in the UK don't look like that. They're yeah. not chanting. They're not getting in people's way. They're not intimidating. And I can say that categorically, um, been, been involved in many myself. Yeah, uh, It's possible in Northern Ireland that they have more of that uh, tone to them i don't know but certainly the producers of this program are very keen to to plant that idea that you've got the the cold-hearted religious types who are anti-abortion because they just don't understand you know what we sometimes need and then you've got these compassionate um Mm -hmm. pro-choices who are kind of moving us on to the next phase of history Mm -hmm. the more enlightened you know Mm -hmm. pro-choice phase of history Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. And you certainly see the way that um, I think that's portrayed amongst the whole, you know, the gossip and the slander. Mm, Yeah. If Mm. only we could lift ourselves out of this, Mm. you know, and see a little bit beyond, then we could remove ourselves from that type of culture. Yeah, um, that's right. Which is so in the past. And that that does feel, it feels very, very heavy. I think they've made, they've made that aspect of it feel quite oppressive, actually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this sort of stereotyping, isn't there? The sort of small-minded, small village types. Yeah. You know, when are they going to catch up? Yeah. And of course, powerful form of propaganda. You get the villagers to say it themselves. You know, these villagers living in that village who who are the more enlightened ones. Mm-hmm. You know, when are we going to, you know, become more like the mm-hmm. rest of Western Europe sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I thought it was it was very striking even just how the whole thing opened i don't know if you remember but it starts with this incredibly sort of foreboding scene of this woman Mm -hmm. going into a courtroom Mm -hmm. and being pronounced you know or or being charged with you know illegally procuring an abortion and it's all very intimidating and cold she's terrified and they seem so cold and Mm -hmm. judgmental and so on and so right from the off they're trying to set this scene of you know, women are being hurled into prison for having abortion, which of course has not happened. Mm-hmm. I actually looked up that case. In the end, the judge told the jury to find the woman not guilty, even though she was, and the whole thing was thrown out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but but the vibe it's presenting is, mm. goodness me, in recent history, women have been hauled into prison for having abortions. Yeah. Actually, no, that's not been happening. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of, the picture they want you to, to mm-hmm. see is that Northern Ireland was is like, you know, they might as well be in the Victorian ages with, you know, women in workhouses and so on um it's a very powerful picture they they paint right from the off Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's quite interesting as well, the stories that they've picked so far, because mm. the ones that they want to use um, are, of course, the common ones that are thrown at people. Like, mm-hmm. well, you couldn't possibly expect somebody to go ahead with this or to do this or to live their life like this. And like you were saying at the beginning, it's so important to be able to think about how we can we can just have an answer to these mm. to these common ones that come up um, and that, that want to be presented as this is so obvious why we need abortion. You know the, the yeah. storyline that's put across, but actually, what what are we actually able to say? Mm. You know, to to logically to like objectively break through the propaganda mm. and say here's this is why it shouldn't we shouldn't mm. be following this mm-hmm. yeah i think that could be a really helpful thing to talk about actually because what one of the so-called hard cases that was brought up in this one is what's known as you know fetal abnormality or mm. fetal, fatal fetal abnormality so where a baby is given a, a prognosis that he or she probably will not survive birth or if mm-hmm. he or she does you know will die soon after that's the that's the kind of prediction and there's just a, a kind of an assumption uh, in that scenario that the compassionate thing to do for baby and for mother is to so-called terminate the pregnancy, yeah. make the problem go away, you know, make the problem not last as long or whatever the thinking is. That's the assumption. But when you start thinking it through, and I thought the way they treated this in, in yesterday's episode was so dishonest because what happened in the end, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, <laughs> is um, that we do need to talk about it. So uh, I'm going to plow on. Um, she, block your ears if you don't want to hear. She, this 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 woman sadly gets um, in her, I think, 12-week scan or 16-week scan. No, it's, it's definitely later than 12. might be 18-week scan. They observe that this, this poor baby's got some real issues. Basically, um, not enough space in the chest for the lungs to develop. So almost certainly mm-hmm. uh, going to die soon mm-hmm. after birth. A, still, a stillbirth, yeah. Yeah. And um, and so it's put to them, you know, maybe you should think about termination. And in the end, that's what they choose. But then it's not allowed in Northern Ireland mm. at that time. Sometimes that was allowed. Sometimes it wasn't. There wasn't kind of um, standardized practice. And so she ends up get, having to, as it were, in the language of the program, having to give birth instead of getting her termination. And the baby mm. is still born. They then bury the child. They give the child a name. They bury the child. And throughout, they say that they love the child. But then there's this indignation that, in the words of the program, she had to give birth to a dead baby. Now, let's just pause a second. What do people think happens mm-hmm. in a late-term abortion? If if the alternative to a late-term abortion is giving birth to a dead baby, what do you think happens in a late-term abortion? Calling it giving birth to a dead baby would be a euphemism. There's mm-hmm. still a dead baby, and the baby has to come out. But it's not, you know, giving birth in the normal sense. What it is, and we're talking late term here. This would have been at 23 weeks. She was trying to get it done. Yeah. Now, what we're talking about there is, uh, in in some cases, uh, a lethal injection to the baby of potassium chloride. Um, so painful. Okay, we're talking about a lethal injection to the heart. They try and get it into the heart. So painful. They don't even do this to animals without without anesthetizing them first. They don't even do this to criminals on death row in America mm. without y- anesthetizing them first, and yet they do it to babies. Now, of course, the, the, the episode didn't draw attention to that at all. It just calls it termination of pregnancy. But what we're talking about here is torturing a baby to mm. death mm. rather than letting the baby live as long as the baby can 
and giving that baby care and and love for as long as it's alive um and so just just the framing of that which we can really miss if we don't think it's yeah. true if we're not aware of what late-term abortion is is that you know she was denied the so-called compassionate care and she had to give birth to a dead baby well no what even if the baby was going to die and we'll never know you know in in some cases whether or not the baby would have died um but uh, but the idea that the answer is to kill the baby before the baby naturally dies mm. and then extract the baby one way or another, the idea that that's compassion. Mm-hmm. But let's 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 talk about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think it's also quite interesting um, what she, the mother of this child that she was going to baby, she had said. Um, there was a comment that was made with the doctor, and she'd said, "Oh, you're going to." because the baby was most likely going to be born alive and then the lungs would collapse or whatever and then they wouldn't be able mm. to breathe and that was the whole point that, you know, they mm. wouldn't. But she'd said, oh, you're you're going to let her die in agonizing pain or something along those lines. Mm. And I, I, having, I know having spoken to you and what you've just said is that injecting a, f- a fetus, a baby at that stage mm. with mm. something is going to cause mm. pain mm. like you mm. can't and the, the chances of the the baby having a, a better end outside of the mm. womb with the care that could be given mm-hmm. is obviously far greater and mm. far better mm-hmm. than allowing the baby to be killed painfully in the womb and then as you say extracted it strikes me that it's it's comparable to i don't know a toddler being diagnosed with a terminal yeah. a terminal disease and the parents' response being that to get a big spear, and yeah. and skewer them, yeah. Well, what's yeah. the what? What is the difference? Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. And and it's it's worth saying that um, I've got two friends, quite close friends, who've sadly been in this situation um, where their babies were given a similar prognosis. Mm-hmm. Um, in one case. Um, in in both cases, the, both these friends chose against um, abortion. They kept, they they they'd carried on, both Christians. Now, in one case, um, the baby uh, did indeed die within the first twenty four hours, but those twenty four hours were described as the most precious twenty four hours ever. In the other case, the baby who was only predicted to die um, was predicted to die within just a few hours. Actually, lived um, several weeks. Wow. And uh, and that was that was precious. Uh, baby Elijah, um, wow. mm. they had they had weeks together, and they mm-hmm. were precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you know this idea that somehow killing the baby rather than cherishing as much life as is there mm-hmm. naturally, where, where do we get that from? And I just mm-hmm. I can't help but think it's one of the strongest examples actually of the demonic, the satanic yeah. um, here. That there's such bloodthirst that. That Satan, it's almost like Satan can't even wait for the death of a baby that's probably dying anyway, mm-hmm. but wants to lure people into mm-hmm. bloodshed ahead mm-hmm. of that time. Mm-hmm. It's like he can't even, it's not even enough for him that the baby's dying. He mm-hmm. wants to get human hands in there to 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 kill mm-hmm. while there's still time to kill mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. his perspective, you know, and that's, however... For many Christians, it's it's this kind of scenario where they think, well, you know, who's to judge? Maybe in that situation, abortion's okay. Let's yeah. not fall out over it. Yeah, it's important to acknowledge, isn't it, that the, the actual context 
of both of these stories and if there's another one that comes into it tonight you know they are they are very very difficult mm-hmm. situ- you know for a family to deal with and it's interesting we could talk about so many different things here you know we could talk about the father's response to the his stepdaughter's pregnancy and then abortion that was kept secret and everything and i thought that's that's a fascinating thing hmm. um again as a reflection of this uh, northern irish culture um it's important for us to keep in mind the 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 gravity of this of that situation and i think mm. that struck us very powerfully um and i think this is what i was saying last week is that of course there are always going to be contexts and emotions and legitimate emotions and co- that are leave are levered that there's leverage from the enemy to make it seem this bloodthirst seem reasonable yeah mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. For the sake of cla- for being succinct here, are there any kind of like pull, like in effect pull quotes, things that just stood out that we could quickly talk about and skirt around the the, the broader perimeter of this first episode? Um, I'll I'll kick us off because we're talking about the case of the of the of the lady who's who had this um, fetal abnormality and she had to bring the baby through to full term now. There were two parts to this. Firstly, there was a quote at the beginning where she said something to the effect of she couldn't ever imagine wanting something this much. And that's the first half. The second half was when she had come to the point of having given birth and she stood by the graveside of said baby where she said that nobody should nobody should be ha- should um be made to go through with this. I find that I find that quite I, I find that quite um provoking just to think of the way that that the, the the in effect the basis on which we want children um one of the things that we said last night after watching was that actually the children don't children don't belong to us hmm. and our husband you know as husband and wife we, we don't belong to each other we don't possess each other um but people often treat their spouses or indeed their children as though that is the case hmm. um you know, the, the rite of passage is just a form of growing up, in effect. And this, you know, the, the girl had... So, I don't know. The, the, you'd mentioned dignity. Dignity was, yeah. a, was a big one late related to mm. that quote, wasn't it? Yeah, that last one when they stood at the end. And I, fl- oh, it was just such a painful scene to watch because they stood in front of this grave of their daughter who has a name, who has a birth date, who is... Who has... um. It's just so dignified, you know, she's given she's given the reality of having been a person, you know, she's mm. she's a real life person who tragically died, but that that makes her life no less legitimate. Mm-hmm. We just we have this um we have this desire to attach value to the length of life as though somehow mm because your life only was for a few hours or days or weeks or whatever it is, that you are of less value because you didn't live as long. And of Mm. course, that is just, is so unbiblical. Mm. It's just Mm. so profoundly Mm. Um, anti-Christ. But as is the first part of those two quotes I mentioned, you know, wanting something, you couldn't imagine that you'd wanted something this much. It sounds quite innocent, that. And it's natural that there's a desire to... to, but, But... you know, I think that's. I think there's a link, and and the mm. producers may not even be aware of that. Mm. But the, the the link between that the the intensity of that emotion, and then it not you know the intensity of the emotion, but then that that sense of and we're jumping ahead of ourselves here, aren't we? Because we know that 
this this woman then becomes a you know an activist for for pro choice um I don't want us to get. Die, I don't want us to go to do too deep on any of these things. I just, I just think there's a connection between yeah. the, the the kind of. I don't. I, don't, I just couldn't imagine ever wanting something this much, and then nobody should have to go through this. And those two mm. things are related mm. in some way. I think, and it's related mm. to the the cultural vibe, but also the spiritual uh, apathy uh, in the church. Mm-hmm. And any other Paul quotes, just quickly, and or any other scenes, moments, phrases. I've got several. Think- so. I mean, I think it's I think it's worth just mentioning that the title actually, three families, because like that what you mentioned there, the sort of I want this so badly, this should never happen. That that deflects the attention away from what abortion actually is, to basically I want what I want. Okay, so it's this kind of the pro-choice ideology, which which is often you know natural desires, whatever, but it's this insistence of if I want this, I should get it. If I don't want this even to the point of if I don't want this baby, I should get rid of it. Mm. And that's and that was that came out strong for the other girl as well, the 15 year old, where she had this conversation with her mum just before she took the pill, mm-hmm. the abortion pill procured illegally online. Um yep. she could she she assured her mother, no, this is what I want. Okay. I I want to not have this baby mm-hmm. because I want to do my A levels, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a, yeah. it's a very clear the, the- I'm deciding. The, the juxtaposition there of a, of a baby, a child, and the desire to do it, some A-levels. Yeah. Easy to yeah. miss that. But also, just yeah. again, like another um, lie that's just put forward by culture is that this is what success looks like. This is what mm. a meaningful mm. life looks yeah. like. Yeah, life's ruined. You, yeah. Your life yeah. is now over. Yeah. You can't do yeah. anything more mm-hmm. so I see your life. You may as well just give up. And that was even echoed subtly by the mum as well, who just said, oh, that you don't want to end up like me and also yeah. kind of and it, there was nothing from her to say actually my life has been really good i've been no. really blessed with it. it was just like no. your life is now over if you don't take yeah. this pill mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was yeah yeah it was it, that was left hanging awkwardly wasn't it that the, the teenager wasn't like oh no no your life is valid too it was like <laughs> yeah. no you failed yeah. Yeah. you're just a housewife you know yeah. poor you yeah i'm gonna go make something of myself but um, like, yeah, yeah. We, we're, you're right nick we're, we're desensitized to that we're just used to this idea that people will kill a baby to do their a-levels but it seems but it seems so this is the thing isn't it it seems so legitimate mm. you, that you've got any comparison it's like baby beautiful baby born potential made in god's image etc i can't do a-level sociology mm. now mm. and that mm. seems like it seems like a powerful thing it's like yeah just you know yeah um yeah i don't know how long we've been recording for here my watch is still on from the gym we're on 27 minutes apparently i've been apparently i've been exercising for an hour and 51 minutes (laughs) i don't i don't think so um i think this is what we're going to do we're going to do the next part of this and we're going to come and consolidate and maybe make it a little bit longer let me just say one of the other, uh, one of the other moments, and then just chuck out ideas out. If, you, if there's another moment, that, one of the other bits that made me uh, set up it was, you know, the stepfather, and so this is the this is the other the case with the young un, underage girl. She's she's um, fallen pregnant, and then her mum has basically she. This is this is what Dave was referring to. She was at the very beginning of it, and she's on about to go to prison basically for assisting her her daughter to abort miscarry. Um, it's not miscarriage. Um, was the, was the stepfather now running up to the moment where that secret because initially it was kept secret between the mother and the daughter um that's that's in itself a part of the part of the uh normalizing isn't it we've got a broken family here 
Mm. We've we've got essentially a blended family where the young girl who's who's fallen pregnant and then had the abortion, um, her her is her stepdad, and I kind of you know he's a, he's like a tree surgeon or something and a gardener, and it's kind of like he's, you know, he, I don't know, it's maybe quite subtle, but I felt like the portrayal of him as a guy was quite gentle and whatever. That was kept secret, and then when when he found out about it, I thought his response was really interesting because it was very strong. Now that I think was playing to the culture in Northern Ireland, and but but the quote that I'm remembering is the bit where he was just like told the girl to go to bed. He was shouting. He was angry. He eventually stormed out of the house and drove off somewhere, presumably to the pub or something. But before he went out, what did he say? He said, "This didn't happen." That's that's it. You know, we've talked about it. This is what's going to happen. This didn't happen. And I, I think, I think that's that. That really struck me that the this whole thing. It, you know, it's kind of like I don't, I don't know. You shoot a cow in the head, look away, and it's like it didn't happen. You just forget about it. You placate your conscience or whatever. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about that anymore. It's just one of the things that struck yeah. me. Well, mm-hmm. But yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, something that's very forefront there, isn't it? Is this whole we don't want the neighbours talking about this. We're we're done with this as a social issue. We want to move on. But but what I mean is we forget we forget the we forget the murdered baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's like that that doesn't even feature. It didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, we want to move on with our with life as normal. And and perhaps Um, that represents most Christians, you know, response, straight posture, straight whatever more than we might think. It's not it's not really happening. hmm. Basically, head in the sand, isn't it? I just think it's quite interesting because it it sets up this false dichotomy. You know, they really want to push the impression that there are only two options. You know, like you either have to go ahead and ruin your life or do Mm. something that's just very difficult. Um, Or um, you you have an abortion and you're able to control your life. Mm. You can improve your situation and you can make something good out of it. And within all of that, of course, there there is no gospel. There's no sense yeah. in which yeah. there is something good for everyone to be involved in in this situation. The, that girl should have had her baby. She should have had her baby. And the community should, the church should have been a positive, life-giving aspect within that situation. But of course, the makers of this program want, want you to to choose they want you to say there's only this yeah. one or this one and there's no other way of doing it mm. yeah 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 and i mean perhaps this is just to tee up things for the next session but i think so much of this production really is what i'd call a satanic lullaby it's it's mm. presented in such a soft persuasive way that the the horror and the violence that's right at the heart of this. I mean, that's why I mentioned the titles thing. It's called Three Families. It's interesting it's not called Three Murdered Babies, right? Because that's what abortion actually is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, they call it Three Families. And and once you get past the, the court case scene, you know, what's the next scene? That, mo- that mother feeding her one-year-old baby. She's such a maternal family lady. She loves her family. It's It's this idea that, you know, Mm-hmm. the people we're talking about here are fundamentally good people you mm-hmm. know and they're just doing the difficult but right thing when they need mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it's all part of this satanic lullaby to put us to sleep as to what's actually going on mm-hmm. here we're talking about people plotting yeah. unspeakable violence against the very most innocent and vulnerable people 
in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps we can talk more about the next time. But but yeah. I think one example of where that that came through was that simple. Um, you know, this early on the the mother who's got the fifteen year old daughter who gets pregnant. Um, she has a bit of a conflict. She's not, you know, her, her cultural background would be pro life, mm. but the mother says. Um, two things she said I can tell you two things I love you and I will help you okay I will help you and if you look at the BBC write-up of this um, and the the actors talking about it etc they echo that kind of language Mm. it's really important they say for people to understand there are real lives here real people who need real help Mm. Mm -hmm. now real help what's that a euphemism for but these are things that just wash over us Mm -hmm. and and we're backed into a corner where we're we feel as though we've got to say, well, of course she needs help. Mm-hmm. Uh, just we'll let someone else, you know, do all the thinking about what that help looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay, it means mm-hmm. kill her baby, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what help is. When, it, when it, uh, it, all of this is revealing fault lines in, in culture and society generally, even with the, the pro-choice camp, because you know the whole the whole issue of mental health was brought up in passing. There was no mental health for the for the for the older lady who was married and had this uh, congenital problem. Um, so that was just glossed over as well. Maybe that will come back to it. But the point being, if there were, if there had been some kind of support there, you know, it was she was so she was her character was she was just completely void of any help or support, wasn't that? And then there was that then there was that scene where she she's you know struggling to walk with this child that's about to be born dead, and then she sit next to the mother of the other little girl on the bench who's watching her own child and times passing. She's growing up. Um, yeah. Let's just say this in, cl- in closing, and then we'll pray. Just I, I thought the other thing that's interesting is just the the by contrast to what you just said, Dave, about the subliminal just washing over us, is the sense of the the um, the way that abortion is a view- was viewed and will still be viewed in Northern Ireland. In some parts, you know, it's a disgrace. It's, it's an it's that it was an abhorrence. Mm-hmm. And I know that what we're partly talking about is that is that cultural more than spiritual, and we can come to that. But it, in in part, I think it's a good thing to imagine. Could there be a day where actually abortion is viewed by more and more people like that? You know, rather than this kind of like, or oh, it doesn't really matter each to his own, or the narratives that just send us to sleep, like you're saying. But rather, there is this genuine sense of outrage. It's like mm. let's just let's just this conversation did not happen. I think you'd do mm. well to go back. You know, there's something of that as we begin to try and in a more hope-filled way imagine, and ultimately, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done. And if you if we imagine what that looks like for this situation, I think it would look like this this sense of a more general public outrage at just even mm. the the thought of abortion. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, before people say, well, hang on, that sounds judgmental and so on, of course it, it can be. But think about our the language we use of racism. Think of the language we use of the Holocaust. Think of the language we use of child abuse, of sexual exploitation. We, we call these things abhorrent and, and we condemn them in the strongest terms. Um, it's easy to when the culture agrees with us. Mm-hmm. But what about when we're in that moment? Mm-hmm. It's an injustice that's not yet been overturned. That's when the people of God are actually needed mm-hmm. to to give a moral lead, and that's not to endorse a culture of shame as opposed to mm-hmm. a culture of grace. You know, we we absolutely hold out grace for all who turn to Christ. But there is there is nothing unChristian, and it's important to note this: there's nothing unChristian about being unambiguously opposed to mm-hmm. evil mm-hmm. and injustice yeah. and exploitation, regardless of whether the culture thanks us for it yeah. or not. And indeed, 
yeah, the fact that our culture here in GB is so apathetic, we've got to look at ourselves and think, how have we allowed mm. it to get to this state mm. where people mm. think, well, do you know what? Each to their own. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that the majority of the population of Great Britain watching it last night and again tonight will, will side with that quote from the girl who'd lost her baby. Um, no one should ever be made to go through with this. I'm sure that the vast majority and even a, a vast amount of Christians will also. But I think what we're saying is that no baby, whether yeah. perfectly yeah. well or, or, or terminally, terminally ill, should never, yeah. should ever be conceived yeah. and then be killed yeah i think i think it's the, again it's the scale and, and proportionality issue here um it's very important let's just pray mm. father we do thank you that you are coming and that you mm. um and that your kingdom the increase of your government and peace there will be no end and that, the, that your kingdom isn't spiritual um, or to be spiritualized away but there will be literal peace there will be literal government and there will be literal righteousness and mm. Father I think we just we love the gospel, we love your message we love your gospel and we pray that as these um, as these two episodes are viewed and as they're on iPlayer and viewed by millions of people in this country, pray for great miracle of conviction that mm. there would be gospel witness somehow within all of it that the the sanctity of life would be troubling to people in their sleep um, mothers especially maybe those who've lost children or couldn't uh, haven't been able to conceive or um, maybe couples women who've gone through with abortion and have become um, convicted subsequently what, whatever the individual situation or we pray that you would save people and that you would convict hearts. Mm. And we pray, Lord, that your kingdom would come mm. in Jesus' mm. precious name. Mm. Amen. Mm. Heavenly Father, I just ask that you would raise up um, your people, your um, prophetic representation in this nation, Lord, that mm. there would be voices speaking out your message, your truth, your goodness, your justice. Um, even at this moment, Lord, with, with this strong messaging going out from the BBC Lord I pray it would be met and uh, responded to by your people mm. there would be a moral lead uh, full of your truth and grace biblical wisdom um, that would that would clearly reach uh, people the people of this nation who are um, so often just given one side of the story mm. but I do pray that you would raise up your people mm. and lift yeah. up their voices yeah. um, to give a clear mm. Uh, not just any alternative, Lord, but the truth mm -hmm. and righteousness on this issue, mm -hmm. Lord. I just I was glancing through the the you know the organisations that were suggested at the end of the programme for those who need help, Lord, and just thinking of all these potentially thousands of people clicking on these links that are just mm -hmm. leading them further mm -hmm. away from you, further into death mm -hmm. and the so-called pro-choice ideology. Um, Lord, I do pray that miraculously, even Lord, you would intervene and mm -hmm. meet those people who are looking for information or help mm. lord and um, put someone in their path put information in their path that mm. will lead them even to you lord and mm. um, we do pray that you'd have mercy on this nation and that, uh, as stuff like this goes out lord, we mm. pray mm. Um, that that you would send forth your word uh, and your light mm. um, we do pray lord for mercy we, mm. we know that you're the god who loves justice mm. And we do pray, Lord, bring justice in this nation. Mm -hmm. And may it be uh, in your name and to your glory and from your people that yes. we see it established. Yes. Mm -hmm.
And Lord, where there is a satanic lullaby, um, we're not unaware of the devil's schemes and we rebuke Satan in Jesus' name. And we pray, Spirit of God, would you be like adrenaline in your people, in your people, and that your people with adrenaline um, would be um, shaken, roused, shaken out of sleep, shaken out of these lulling narratives and in such a way as to be evangelistic about pro-life mm. and Lord that you would counter and um, frustrate the satanic scheme to lull people into numb complicity and so Lord we, we know that you wage war against the flesh we know that you're not at the, at the behest or at the mercy of the schemes of the enemy so mm. we pray sovereignly would you intervene that's what we're praying again once again in Jesus precious name we pray mm. and Father we just know how how seriously we take this that, and just how valued every single one of us is no matter how long we live Lord no matter mm. how young we are no matter how how small we are Lord that you know us intimately and personally. Mm. You made us. You created us. You brought life to us. Mm. And Lord, we know in your word that you you see when we when we turn and we turn a blind eye and we pretend that something isn't happening. Lord, you see that. Mm. Your word talks about that. You. Yes. And Lord, we just we pray that as your people, we would feel the weight of that. We would understand how deeply you feel it as well, Lord, mm. and that you would stir in your people a deep desire to make this known, to help people understand that these are not just fetuses and cells, that these are your your creation, mm. the people that you have made, mm. that you have loved, that you have knitted together in the womb, Lord. And Mm. We just pray that people all over the country watching this will will be struck by it somehow, that mm. they will see something that they have never seen before, mm. that they will understand mm. this reality, Lord. Mm. And and we mm. just pray as well for people who are who are going through some of these really difficult, painful situations, mm. Lord. And I pray that they would see see beyond this narrative, mm. that they would see the the joy and the purpose that there can be in it even when it feels really hard and painful Lord and we pray as well that you would put the right people in their paths mm -hmm. that you would help them to find the right organizations the right people mm -hmm. who are really who are actually going to help them mm -hmm. and bring and bring real hope into their lives Jesus mm -hmm. we ask these things in your name mm -hmm. Amen. here's an encouragement for you just this morning in our um meeting we uh in our staff meeting someone had sent in a picture of a little baby who was saved from abortion um by the grace of god through the advocacy of one of our team Wow. So this is this is a, a, about a year and a half ago. Mm. One of our team was speaking with a lady who was pregnant, considering abortion. And then just this morning, she sent through a picture of the baby. So. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, a little, little precious girl. Yeah, that's lovely. Mm. So that was encouraging. What a beautiful, what a beautiful, yeah. Hallelujah. Mm. Yeah, amen. 
Genesis 50 verse 2 sorry verse 20 says as for you you meant evil against me but God meant it for mm. good in order to bring about this present outcome that mm. many people would be kept alive yeah so yeah. Lord um, again mm. I just I want to pray that you would use this yeah. filth this propaganda mm. this it is filth mm. and we don't we don't even feel Lord forgive us for being forgive our own postures of loving entertainment as we've watched and as we watched Lord I pray that there would be Lord, just use this to shoot the devil in the foot. Yeah. Use it to yes. rouse people into an awareness mm. of the beauty of, and just the beauty of life, of little babies, the miracle of life, God. Lord, what it, where it's meant for evil, Lord, use it for, for mm. sovereign, gospel, life-saving mm. good. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Keep on praying in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, and on that note, we'll, what we'll do is... Um, I, I'm still recording. Are you still recording? I'm still recording, yeah. Brilliant. Um, what we'll do, guys, is we'll we'll do another one of these next um, for the second part, and then we'll have an extended time of prayer um, for, for, for that, you know, just as a... This is a really good opportunity, isn't it, I think, to do that. And we've mentioned in recent weeks we're going to be doing that anyway, and we will be doing that as a matter of course. So... Until next week, guys, God bless and Maranatha. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Into the Prey. We trust that it's been a blessing for you as you've listened to it wherever you are in the world. If you'd like to get involved in supporting this, what we're doing here through these thrice weekly, that's three podcasts every week, that's 12 a month. It's quite a big undertaking. If you'd like to get involved in supporting that in terms of the technical hosting of the costs associated with that but also the the desire the ongoing desire to improve the production quality all of that takes a lot of time and we want to do our very best with what's in our hands so if you'd like to get involved with either one-off or regular giving you can do that very easily safely and securely through firebrandnotes.com forward slash give and you can find a little bit more about Mary and myself there as well so please please do that if you want any more information please get in touch we'll be more than happy to get back to you and until next week guys let's keep praying earnestly come lord jesus